You're listening to a message from Gateway Church Geelong. We hope it blesses you. For more information about Gateway, visit gc.org.au. Well, friends, today is Mission Sunday on preparation for Invitation Sunday. And, you know, my, my prayer, my heart for, for you and for me um, is that almost this picture of like this year we as a pastoral team want to be deliberate in, in seeing us equipped for mission, in seeing us reach people in our sphere of influence. And it's like every message that we have, this picture of like a tool belt and you're like adding another tool into your belt, being equipped, being empowered to go into your world, to share to share the good news of Jesus to those in the world around you. So my prayer for each of us, each of us every morning and myself included is that we'll continue to have that tool added into our belt, that we'll continue to feel equipped to reach people with the good news of Jesus. So would you join me in prayer? Holy Spirit, I just thank you that, that you are the one who teaches and guides us, guides us. And even as I speak this morning, that you would speak to each of our hearts, that we will be equipped and empowered to be on mission for you. In your name we pray. Amen. So have you ever had to deliver some good news to someone? I don't, know if you, I don't know what it might be about. Maybe you won the, the race at school, like at sports day. Maybe you got a good report from your teacher. Maybe you passed your driving test and have got your license. Maybe it's good news about a good report from the doctor. Maybe it's seeing a breakthrough in a situation that you've had. Maybe it's news about a baby on the way or a new relationship. I don't know about you, but you know, when you've got good news, especially when you can't tell it yet, like when you've got to be quiet about it and you're like, oh, you've got the excitement jitters. You can't wait to tell. You're like, it's hard to contain. Good news is hard to contain because you want to share it with everyone. Well, friends, can I encourage you this morning? You and I, we have the best news. We have the best news. So if you're taking notes this morning, the title of my message is Delivering Good News, Share Your Story. We have the best news, the good news of Jesus. You know, we've heard about it through communion. We've heard about it through what Youth Alive is doing, sharing the good news of Jesus. That God, because of His great love, sent Jesus to live on this earth. Jesus performed signs, wonders and miracles. Jesus lived a perfect life which qualified Him to go to the cross for you and I. His death on the cross, His burial and His resurrection created a pathway for all humanity, for each and every person to know Him personally. And through believing that Jesus all did, did all this and declaring Him as Lord of our lives, we are restored to relationship with Him. I don't know about you, but that's the best news I've heard in a while. When there's so many reports of bad things happening in the world, that's amazing news that we are restored to relationship with Him. But we get the benefits of knowing Him, His strength, His peace, His security, His provision, His refining. Friends, can I encourage you this morning? We have the best news. We have the best news. We have the good news of Jesus. And we are His followers are called to share this news. In Mark 16, 15, it says, And then he told them, Go into all the world and proclaim the good news to everyone. That's for you and I. Go into all the world and proclaim the good news to everyone. Our theme for this year, Acts 13, 47, I have destined you to become a beacon light for the nation and rele- release salvation to the ends of the world. As I look across this room, each and every one of you is called to be a beacon of light to those around you to be the deliverer of good news, to have that excitement you can't contain that you want to share. And can I encourage you today that you are empowered to be Jesus' representative in your sphere of influence. You are empowered. And I don't just say that as words. I take that from the Bible. In 2 Corinthians 5, 20 to 21, it says, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors. As though God was making his appeal through us, 
we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. See, an ambassador is someone who is given authority to speak or represent someone else. If you have an ambassador from Australia to Malaysia, for example, they have the authority to speak on behalf of the Australian government in Malaysia. We are the ambassadors of Jesus. You are empowered to be Jesus' ambassador in your sphere of influence. In the ERV version of this scripture, it says, we have been sent to speak for Christ. It is like God is calling people. It's like God is calling people through us. What an amazing privilege. I was just reminded this week, this week, what an amazing privilege that God is calling people through us. See, He's the God of the universe. He could call everyone to Himself. He could like have a moment with someone in that in an instant and they could know Him. But He chooses you. He chooses me to partner with Him, to be His ambassadors, to be His representatives, to share good news. My friends, you are empowered to be Jesus' representative in your sphere of influence, whether that's with your family your friends, in your workplace, at your gym, with your sporting club, with your mother's group, your parents' group, with your friends, at school, at home. You're empowered to be Jesus' representative in your sphere of influence. And can I encourage you? You're already doing this. I see in multiple stories that I hear from people, I hear people saying of how they told their friends um, about Jesus at school or I hear it in people inviting their friends to come to church. Um, I think of, you know, of our last invitation Sunday um, that, that Dudley invited a couple of our friends from the gym that they've been having, he'd been having a conversation about. I remember Sally speaking of inviting her neighbours to different things. Guys, you are doing well. I see you already doing this. I see you being Jesus' representative in your sphere of influence. What an awesome privilege we have to share the good news of Jesus. But you know, what does this actually look like in our world today? See, because sometimes it can be like, oh yes, sharing good news, that sounds good. But how do we actually practically outwork this? How do we deliver good news? Well, today I wanted to look at the story of Paul. Paul was probably one of the most prominent deliverers of good news in the Bible that I can think of. You know, he was someone who was very deliberate in delivering good news of Jesus because he experienced the power of God in his life first. And so I'd love to look at the story, a few stories from Paul's journey so we can be encouraged, but also gain some insight on practical points on delivering good news. For those of you who've never heard of Paul, he was first known as Saul. And he was actually someone who actively sought to harm followers of Jesus. In Acts, in Acts 9, we read how he had an encounter with Jesus. He was actually, while he was on a mission to try and give Christians a hard time, he had an encounter with Jesus. But through this encounter, his life was radically transformed. God sent him to share the good news of Jesus to all parts of the earth. Friends, you and I today are the beneficiaries of Paul being sent. See, you and I are the beneficiaries of Paul going like to the Gentiles, people who are not Jews. That's us, well, most of us. We are the beneficiaries of Paul being sent, of Paul delivering good news. But you know, if you're taking notes this morning, the first thing I want you to know that in delivering good news, Paul was sent by the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 13, starting at verse 2, it says, The Holy Spirit said, Appoint Barnabas and Paul for the special work to which I have called them. So after more fasting and prayer, the men laid their hands on them and sent them on their way. So Barnabas and Paul were sent out by the Holy Spirit. See, once Paul and Barnabas were sent out, it says they began to preach the word of God, proclaiming the message of eternal salvation through faith in Christ. Paul and Barnabas were sent out by the Holy Spirit. 
What does that mean today? Friends, you too, you and I, we are sent up by the Holy Spirit to deliver good news. I don't know about you, but I find that um, a bit freeing because if Holy Spirit is sending us in His power, then it takes the burden or the pressure off a little bit of us. See, the Bible says in Acts 1.8, but you will receive power and ability when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You and I, you receive power and ability when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses to tell people about me, both in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and even to the ends of the world, ends of the earth. That, you know, we're on one end of the earth here in Australia, but we have the power and ability of Holy Spirit because we've been sent by Holy Spirit to tell people about him. So can I encourage you, go in the power and ability of Holy Spirit to be his representative in your sphere of influence. He will lead you and guide you you might, like I said, it takes the pressure off a little bit because you're like, oh, I don't know where to begin. I don't know where to start. But you can ask Holy Spirit. You can say, God, help me. What do I do here? How do I share here? Who can I share the word of God with? And that's really what I want to see for us today, for me today as well, that God, who are you leading me to? Who do I need to share good news with? Who in my world needs to hear the good news of you? So can I encourage you this morning in delivering good news, you are set by the Holy Spirit. You are empowered by Holy Spirit. He equips you and enables you to do that. He adds that tool to your belt so you can share the good news. So one of the ways that Paul shared the good news of Jesus was sharing his testimony, his story of what God had done in his life. A testimony is a spoken or written statement about something that is true. And Paul shared truth. Paul shared his story. Can I encourage you that you and I can share our story? You and I can share our story. As I look across the room, I know there are countless stories of what God has done in your life. And there is power in sharing your story. But what does this actually look like? How do we actually begin here? Well, something I noticed reading over Paul's different letters and the different times he shared his testimony. In sharing his story, Paul was deliberate in finding common ground with those he shared with. He was very deliberate in finding common ground. He says this in his letters to the Corinthians, in 1 Corinthians 9, chapter, 20, chapter 9, verse 22. Yes, I try to find common ground with everyone, doing everything I can to save some. I do everything to spread the good news and share in its blessings. Paul was deliberate. I find common ground with everyone. Does it mean he connected with everyone very easily? I don't think so. I try to find common ground. It required effort. It required him deliberate. And you know, I think about that like, have you, ever, have you ever sat on a flight next to a stranger? You know, you're flying on your own and you sit next to the stranger and you're kind of like, oh, hello, how are you? You know, where are you, where are you going after this? this? Is your final destination? And then, you know, you try and strike up a conversation and sometimes it's really easy. And you know, you have a good chat and sometimes you're like, can't wait for the in-flight entertainment to start so I can put my headphones on and not talk anymore. Anyone have that experience before? Just me. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes you just kind of go like, oh, I don't want to talk to anyone. I'll just like, you know, put my headphones on straight away and pretend to fall asleep. One or the other. But, you know, that's, I think that was Apostle Paul. He was deliberate in finding common ground. He was deliberate in trying to connect with people. Paul identified and connected with those around him. In one of the Bible commentaries I read by Chuck Smith, he said this, Paul sought to win people to Jesus Christ by being sensitive to their needs and identifying with them. By being sensitive to their needs and identifying with them. And so I want to look at one of the accounts where Paul shares his testimony, where Paul shares his story. Interestingly, though, he is on trial at this time. 
He's on trial before the king, and yet this guy, he finds an opportunity to share his story. He finds an opportunity to share his testimony. He finds a way to deliver good news despite being on trial. In Acts 26, verse 2 to 3, Paul is before the king and he's on trial. But this is what he says to the king. I'm fortunate, King Agrippa, that you are the one hearing my defense today against all these accusations made by the Jewish leaders. For I know you're an expert on Jewish customs and controversies. Now please listen to me patiently. See, Paul recognizes the king is knowledgeable in Jewish customs. He finds common ground. He says, hey, I too am well-versed in Jewish customs. In verse 4, he goes on to say, As the Jewish leaders are well aware, I was given a thorough Jewish training from my earliest childhood. He's found a point of connection. He's found common ground with the king. How can we apply this today, my friends? Can I encourage you to find common ground with those in your sphere of influence? Find a pathway to connect with them. Find what they are passionate about. Look for what you might have in common with them or what might be different. See, differences can be a great conversation starter. As long as it's done in the right heart, you know, not to win a debate or an argument with them, but to share truth with them. And can I encourage you, this is not just about being a good conversationalist. You know, we've all got friends. I know my, like my housemate, she's one of these people, like I say, she could talk to anyone and make friends with anyone. Like she could talk the hind leg off a docky, like the old phrase goes. Like, you know, she can just make conversation with anyone and be friends with anyone. But I'm not talking about being a good conversationalist. I'm talking about being deliberate, being sent by Holy Spirit. Paul said this in 1 Corinthians, that my message was not with wise and persuasive words, but a demonstration of Holy Spirit power. That as you go out, as you find that common ground, it's not that like, oh, I'm this great conversationalist, I'm full of charisma, but you have the power of Holy Spirit to speak truth, to deliver His love, to be kind, to be gentle, to care for people, to find common ground with those in your sphere of influence. What could this actually look like practically? Listening's a big one. Asking questions, seeking to understand and get to know people. There's so much power in, in getting to know someone, listening to them, letting them share their story. You know, based on what they share, you may have the opportunity to tell about a time that you experienced something similar and what God did in your life. That's sharing your story. Can I encourage you, don't underestimate the ministry of presence that you have as well because of the presence of God you carry in you. That being present with someone, that's, that's part of finding common ground. Being present with them through a time of trial, through a time of hardship. Finding common ground can look like inviting them. You know, you might go, they have questions for you about faith. And you're like, I don't actually know how to answer that. But do you know what? Next Sunday, we have our invitation Sunday. I'd love you to come around come along to learn more about faith. I'll save you a seat next to me. As Pastor Kerry said, like, what an awesome outworking of taking a photo and sending it to someone. Giving people the opportunity to hear good news. See, this is something I'm learning to do for myself. I have, I have this friend who a little while um, back went through a significant loss for themselves. And, you know, I kind of was like, I'm a bit at a loss of how to help you. Um, but the biggest thing I could do in that moment was be present with them. To encourage them, to listen to them, to let them share their heart of grief as they were going through that. And in that moment, you kind of feel a little bit helpless, like, God, what do I say here? But in that moment, I remember Holy Spirit giving me a word of encouragement to share with them of a time when God gave me peace and gave me hope in a time of distress. And this friend is still on the journey of finding faith. But I remember after they sort of navigated that, that journey of loss, they said to me that, 
you know, in that moment, um, you really exemplified what your faith is about. And, you know, I don't say that in any way to like, oh, boast about how good I am, but that people notice that because you carry the presence of God, my friend, people notice. And as you find common ground, as you're present with people in their moments, as you, as you love them well, that is a seed sown. So can I encourage you? We have this opportunity. We have this ability to find common ground with those in our sphere of influence and share what God has done in your life. Paul shared his story. You and I can share our story. See, as Paul continues to share his testimony to the king, he shares first what he was like before he met Jesus. In verse 9 of Acts 26, I used to believe that I ought to do everything I could do to oppose the name of Jesus the Nazarene. He tells the story of what he was like before he met Jesus. In verse 10, he goes on to explain he was on mission to give Christians a hard time. So he starts with sharing, this is what my life was like before I met Jesus. Then he shares about his encounter with Jesus. We see in verses 12 to 16, his one day moment. One day I was on such a mission to Damascus, armed with the authority and commission of the leading priests. About noon, your majesty, as I was on the road, a light from heaven, brighter than the sun, shone down on me and my companions. We all fell down and I heard a voice saying to me in Aramaic, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is useless for you to fight against my will. Who are you, Lord, I asked. And the Lord replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Now get to your feet, for I have appeared to you to appoint you as my servant and witness. Tell people that you have seen me and tell them that I will show you the future. So he starts by saying, this is what I was before. Then he says, this is what Jesus did in my life. This is how he met me. And then he shares the transformation that occurred in his life. In verses 19 to 23, he says, he tells the king how he obeyed the vision, how he preached first to those in Damascus, through Jerusalem and to all, to all Judea. He shares how God protected him in verse 23, right up to this present time, so I can testify to everyone. And he shares how he's called to announce God's light to the Jews and Gentiles alike. See, Paul explains how his life changed after meeting Jesus. He explains how God protected him. He explains how God changed his life after meeting him. So how does this apply to you and I today? Can I encourage you, friends, you have a powerful story to tell. You know, it may not be a one-day moment like Paul's. It may not be this big instantaneous light, bright light on the road to Damascus, but you have a powerful story to tell. There are pivotal moments that I know each, each and every one of us have encountered Jesus and there are pivotal moments that changed our lives. You have a powerful story to tell. Can I encourage you, share your story. In delivering good news, share your story. And I think Paul gives us a great template here from his testimony on how to share your story. What were you like before you met Jesus? This is how I was before. What happened when Jesus met you? You know, my, what was your one day moment? What was your one day moment? Or what was your one day, one day season? Maybe it was over a period of time. How Jesus met you? What was the transformation that occurred? Three simple steps in sharing your story. What was the transformation that I could? You know, this is what I was like before. But then Jesus came and met me. And after that, my life is different. What are you like today? I continue to grow in that. I continue to be equipped in that. So friends, what was your one day moment? Paul said, one day on the road to Damascus. What was your one day moment? What was the moment Jesus encountered you? How has your life changed after? 
But the most important question, who in your sphere of influence needs to hear that story? Who do you know in your world who needs to hear that story? Can I encourage you, there is power in telling your story. See, I see the evidence of that in our church today. I've seen the evidence of that in our church today. You know, I think about Warren and Andy. When Andy first started coming to our church, there was one day that Warren, you know, felt the little nudge from Holy Spirit to share his story with Andy. And to be honest, I actually don't know what he shared with her, but I know the impact of what it had on Andy. Because she came and said to me after, oh, Warren came and shared his story with me today of how God transformed its life. And it had such a positive impact on her. And she was like, and, and how Bob had had an influence in that. And I was like, that's cool. Like, that's so good that he shared his story with you. But you know, the fruit of that is today we see Andy sitting here in church. We see this amazing young woman who's on a journey of faith, who knows God. But you know, it started with the fruit. It started with the seed that was sown with Warren. That was part of a seed sown. It started with Tani inviting Andy to come to church. She said, hey, come and check out my church. It started with God placing desire. I remember you saying how like, you know, you wanted Millie to be able to come to church, that God had placed the desire in Andy's heart as well. God was working in her life. See, there's power in telling your story. I didn't, I don't, like I said, I don't know what the story that Warren shared with Andy was, but I don't need to because that was a testimony that God gave him to share to her in that moment. So can I encourage you, don't underestimate the power of telling your story. Your story has impact beyond what you may realise. Who in your sphere of influence needs to hear your story? The good news of what Jesus has done in your life is powerful. It may not be like a road to Damascus moment, but it is powerful. And Paul knew the power of the good news he was sharing. In Romans 1.16, it says this, I'm not ashamed of this good news of Jesus Christ. It is the power of God at work. In the message, it says it this way, it's news I'm most proud to proclaim. This extraordinary message of God's powerful plan to rescue everyone who trusts Him. Starting with Jews and then right on to everyone else. See, Paul had experienced the power of God firsthand in his life and he couldn't help contain that he wanted to tell everyone else this message. And so as I wrap up this morning, you know, I look around this room and I see the faces of people who've experienced the power of God firsthand. I see people who've had encounters with God that transformed their lives. And friends, can I encourage you? You and I, we have this amazing news to share. And you know, I liken it a little bit to when you see something on sale and maybe, you know, you, you know your friend has been waiting for that thing on sale. You know, maybe it's a vacuum cleaner. And you know, when you hear that it's on sale and you're like, hey, Tim, the vacuum cleaner's on sale. You have to get it because you know they need it. But you know, the news you have, love a good vacuum cleaner. The news you have, maybe something someone needs. And it's so much more valuable than a vacuum cleaner. The good news of Jesus, you know, like even as I'm speaking, I know Holy Spirit is speaking to people and saying, there's someone in your world that needs to know the good news of Jesus, needs to hear that good news. They need it. And it's like, let that excitement, let that, that urgency rise up in you that I need to share it with them. Just like I want to share with them the news about the sale and the vacuum cleaner. This is way more important than that. 
friends, can I encourage you? We have this amazing, powerful, impactful, transformational good news to share. It is news that is great value for eternity, for hope after that. It is good news that is, has value for today, to live in freedom, to live in peace, to have joy, to have provision, to encounter the love of God. It is news that gives people hope, confidence and assurance in a time of so much uncertainty. Can I encourage you? Delivering good news. You have good news that is worth delivering. Can I encourage you? Share your story. Share the good news of what Jesus has done in your life. Take that opportunity to invite them to hear, them, to hear more about good news. Acts 13, 47 says, I've destined you to be a beacon light. Friends, you are destined to be a beacon light for Jesus in this world. Who are you called to be a beacon light to? Who do you need to deliver the good news of Jesus to? Who in your sphere of influence needs to hear your story? Who in your sphere of influence needs to hear your story? Can I invite you to stand this morning, church, if you're able to? Because I can say with such confidence, because I know God has been speaking to me about it as well, that there are people that God, people, individuals, maybe it's plural, maybe it's one person, that God has been speaking to you about that needs to hear the good news. You know, even as I prepared this message, there was someone that came to mind that, I need to invite them to Invitation Sunday next Sunday. But I was like, I haven't talked to them for a while. But in doing some wedding preparation stuff, there came a pathway for me to then get in contact with them to ask them something. And I was like, that's the moment. This is the pathway I have. And you know, just as Holy Spirit led me in that moment, I know He's going to lead each and every one of us. So I want to pray for us. You know, someone in your heart that maybe you're thinking of at the moment that you're like, they so need God in their lives. Someone comes to mind, their face comes before for you, or you have their name in your mind. That even this week, God will give you an opportunity to share, share your story with them, to share His truth of what He's done in your life. Give, give you an opportunity to invite them. You know, it may not be to this Sunday, but you're sowing a seed in their heart, sowing a seed in their life to share your story. Or maybe there isn't someone that comes to mind immediately, but in this moment, that God will put someone on your heart. God will put someone in your mind to have the opportunity to share your story with. So if that's you, my friends, if you have someone in your mind or you're like, do you know what, God, I can't think of someone just yet, but I want to. I want to share the story of what God has done to me. I want to deliver good news. Can I invite you to raise your hands to God tonight? Because I want to pray for you. Lord God, I just thank you that you have chosen us to be your ambassadors. I thank you that you choose us to partner with you to share the good news of who you are. I thank you that it's a message of hope. It's a message of peace, a message of restoration, a message of love. And Holy Spirit, I just pray even as we go into our week, that that person, that name, that, that person, those people that you've put in my heart, in our hearts, that you will give us the opportunity to share our story. You will give us, give us the boldness to invite them, to step out of our comfort zone, the op opportunity to find common ground, to have a conversation. Because we have the best news of you that's worth sharing, that's worth delivering. 
And Holy Spirit, if there isn't someone that comes to mind yet, that even this week you will prompt us with a name. You will give us a name in our heart and our mind. Someone we can send a text message to. Someone we can take a screenshot of the invitation Sunday card and send to. Someone that we can care for, we can love, we can start a conversation with it. So we can see those in our sphere of influence hear the good news of you. I thank you for all you are doing. I thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness. Amen. Amen. You know, I know there's individuals here in the room and maybe you kind of feel like, you know, you've been hitting, hitting a brick wall a little bit but trying to share good news. You know, in this story of in Acts 26, at the end, the king says to Paul, do you think you can convince me to become a Christian so easily? That's the actual question he asked them. And doesn't actually say in the Bible again whether he, he came to know Jesus or not. But my encouragement to you this morning is keep sowing the seeds. You know, Paul shared his story and the king said, do you think you can convince me to become a Christian so quickly? God is the one who draws people to himself. So if you feel like you've been sowing seeds and you're hitting a bit of a brick wall, my encouragement to you today is that God will bring it to pass. Keep sowing seeds. Joanne, God will bring it to pass. Keep sowing the seeds. Keep sowing the seeds. You know that scripture, I can't remember it word for it, but Apollos watered it, someone else made it grow. But God is the one, or someone planted it, Apollos watered it, but God was the one who made it grow. Grant, keep sowing those seeds. In your workplace, I know that's your heart. You have a very strict boundary of what you can work with, but I know your heart. Keep sowing those seeds. Andy, keep sowing those seeds at home. Just as you are the beneficiary of someone sharing their story, you're going to share your story to others. And I know you talk about it with your school teachers at school. Keep sowing those seeds. Keep sharing your story. Church, keep sharing your story. You have the best news worth delivering. Well, you can take your seats. We're almost going to come to an end. But you know, before we before we finish, I think it would be a miss of me to not give you an invitation if you haven't responded to this good news, the best news. We've spent on morning talking about the good news, but perhaps you've heard it before as information, whether you're here in the room or watching online. But something has clicked in this moment that God's heart is for you, that He knows you. See, as I shared at the start, Jesus' death on the cross, His burial, His resurrection, create an opportunity for each and every one of us to know Him personally. Romans 10.9 says this, If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. Through believing in God, declaring that He is Lord and believing that God raised Him from the dead, we are restored to relationship with Him. We get to experience the benefits of walking with Him, His strength, His peace, His love, His refining, His provision. That is the good news of Jesus. That's the good news we deliver, we share. And so can I invite you, churches, as we say this prayer, a prayer of saying to God that I want to know you, that we'll say it together, church, whether you're watching online or here in the room and you need to respond to it. 
would you say that prayer with us? Would you repeat the prayer with us? Because in that moment, God sees your heart. He sees your heart. He knows the words that you are speaking. So church, would you join me as we pray and repeat after me? Dear God, I thank you that you sent Jesus to die on the cross for me. I thank you that you raised him from the dead. And I believe that you did this. I declare with my mouth today that Jesus, you are Lord. And I thank you that because I declare this, I am saved. I am restored to relationship with you. I can walk closely with you, know you, your love, your peace, your hope, your truth. In your name I pray. Amen. We pray that that message was a blessing to you. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, first of all, congratulations. We think that that is incredible. And secondly, if you go to gc.org.au forward slash first steps, our team has put together some resources as well as there's some information there for how you can get in contact with one of our pastors because we'd love to encourage you and connect you into the life of the church.